When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Why not? Put on your red shoes and dance the blue. But by all accounts, those red shoes today at Melbourne and Fleming are going to be dirty, 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 muddy, 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 because the forecast is for a wet Flemington. Why don't we go live there right now and get the good oil on all of this with Miles Fitzner from SEN Track, calls for part of the uh, the group that we are as SENZ. Hey, Miles, how are you, bud? Hello, Stephen. Good morning to you. And would you believe it or not, the sun is out here <laughs> at Flemington and, and we are on a soft five. It's surprising. We, we walked in here, Gareth Hall and myself, this morning at, at 5am and it was raining. They've had 1.6 mil, but we just spoke to Liam O'Keefe only moments ago. Soft five here on course. Sun is out. Very cold, but expect the rain. They're telling me 12.30. When the rain comes at 12.30, how much? Yeah, remains to be seen. Yeah, so that's that's the intriguing part. I was talking to our experts on this side. They're saying you can pick whoever you want, but it could be a lottery today because of that track condition. Yeah, it certainly is. It's a tale of two takes, mate, and that's because if there are horses that are going to be suited to probably like a 7, 8, 9 and a 10, and then there's going to be horses that are suited to probably a 5 and a 6. So I think if the track remains in a 5 or 6 range, you really have to have to probably respect the internationals. Now, I know Doville Legends been heavily supported in the market and it's around about that $3.90 mark now. And, and that's probably too short to be having a bet in the cup. But there are horses in and around it, like without a fight, who you mal, the other two internationals that represent pretty good value. Um, if, if you want to take something that's a little bit longer in the price, the horse is on a good track. Okay, so since I'm coming from the, the, the best island, the West Island, uh, let's talk about the, the, the Kiwi horses here. Stockman, Young Werther, Ducky and Sweet Junior and Smoke and Romus. Any of those a shot? Um, look, I, I probably don't have any of those four really close enough. Smoke and Romans wasn't really good enough for me in the Caulfield Cup. I think there are a lot better runs there. Stockman's going to need a completely heavy deck. Uh, young Werther, look, he's only won a Geelong maiden. He's a little bit of a nonny, uh, Young Werther. I know his preparation's been pretty good. And Dying Sweet Junior is probably the interesting one. I know he's the Adelaide Cup winner and had a really good run in the Sydney Cup. But um, uh, I probably just think might get outclassed here a little bit. But there are some other local hopes that I think might be able to challenge them. Yeah, now, Miles, I'm a complete novice of this. I'm like, I'm like your office worker that hops in one, once a year and, and plonks money, a little, bit of, a little bit of coin 
on a sweepstake or whatever. And I was, I was looking, and the guys around here know a lot more than I do, and I was looking at what Michael Maroney's gone, and they said, well, what do you like? And I went, I like Emiss- Emissary. I think won the Geelong Cup, right? Yeah, Emissary won the Geelong Cup. We were on track that day. Um, and, uh, look, it beat a horse that's in the Melbourne Cup here today called Interpretation, who was a red-hot favourite. Emissary, it sort of just puts a good one in every now and then, and then... Um, and then can run a few bad ones. I think, once again, probably going to be outclassed. There are a few people that like Emissary, but uh, it's not going to be one for mine. Yeah, see, because I looked at the trainer with Michael Maroney. So, I mean, how often, I mean, you, you're you in the know. How often would you look at a trainer and the horses they've got rather than just the horse? Uh, if you get my drift, right? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And look, it, it, it is a, a thing that people do like to follow trainers. I mean... In Australia at the moment, there's no better training combination than Kiramara and David Eustace, and they've got five runners in the field. So then you've got to take your pick between which one you choose there. It's Sometimes you've really... Um, I think if you really want to try to make money and you're doing this and you're punting a little bit more often and responsibly, of course, you really do have to go back to the horse. Uh, and then you've got to start with those variables. Gait, weight, track, class. And then you work your way back through the jockey and then the trainer. But um, if, if a trainer's got a horse in the Melbourne Cup here today, they are at the top of the tree anyway. So yeah. um, I'd be happy to have any of these trainers that have got a horse in the race here today training any of mine. It's interesting that you started with gate because I was just looking at the numbers that were put up. So here, have a listen to this. So since 1982, uh, 6, 7, 12, 18 and 24 have not produced a winner since 1982 that's 40 years gate 6 7 12 18 and 24 the most uh, successful one is uh barry 11 yeah it's a fascinating stat isn't it and that's just because especially with the start that we have here at flemington it's, it's really iconic and where horses that are normally drawn wider they then have to go up the straight and cross and what they've got to do is spend their petrol tickets and so that when they get around again, um, they've run out of carrots by the end of the, of the, end of the run. But it, it is funny how it works like that. I think gate 24, probably for good reason. Um, a few of those inside gates, I mean, that might be a little bit more of an anomaly. Gate 6, you can get caught in the ruck a little bit. It's, you really need a horse that's drawn well to suit your horse. If you've got a leader and you've drawn wide, you have to cross. If you've got a leader and you've drawn inside, then it's not too bad because all you've got to do is hold out horses on your right-hand side. So um, gate's very, very important. Weight's important. And especially because we're over the 3,200 metres, they've got to be bred or be able to run the journey being the 3,200 metres. OK, so let me play the stat game because it's a safe game for me and I enjoy it. You, you're, all, you're all over like a wet rag. So uh, let's have a look. Four-year-olds, four-year-olds have won 46 times. Five-year-olds have won 44 times. But get this, slight trend, three of the past nine cups have been won by six-year-olds. Yeah, older horses, I mean, it's more experience. Um, they're normally more seasoned. When you're getting horses up to this trip, you've got to remember, too, that, that horses are like people. And as you grow, um, their bones grow. They get stronger. Um, saying that, though, the Europeans are probably the leaders um, in breeding stayers anywhere in the world. And, and the record of Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds, them being four-year-olds down here, um, actually have a really good record in the cup as well because they normally get in at the weights very light. So it is all relative to, to your age, class, V weight. And that's where, you know, you, you, some of these horses like Doville Legends copped a little bit of a penalty, but 
horses like Huya Mull and some of the others, that they're actually getting in a little bit lighter because they are younger, which gives them more of a chance. So it, it, the stats game is a really good game to play, especially <laughs> in a race like this. Um, but uh, me being a form analyst and, and looking at the horses and all the runs leading up, you sort of take into account the stats a little bit, but you've just got to go on how good the horse is going at the time. All right. So you're the brains. I'm the dum-dum. Call, call me the first three. Who comes in? Well, oh, look, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still playing. If the track is going to be in, in the five or six range, which I'll say that at this stage, and we've got to wait and see, I've got to have Doville Legend on top as my tip. Now, if you're going to have a bet on Doville Legend, what you're better off doing is going and picking five or six other horses and taking him standalone and then boxing them to run um, second and third because you'll actually get a better price than you're going to get at around about that sort of $3.90 or $4 yeah. mark anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've got him on top. Where, where it comes into account that you can probably actually have a little bit of a nibble is the number four Montefilia. This horse is flying for David Payne. The uh, South African trainer who immigrated over here, uh, fastest last 200 of the Caulfield Cup. It was the best one in the Caulfield Cup. They're traditionally really good form races and lead-up races for the Melbourne Cup. So Montefilia is at the double-figure odds. I think uh, I think she can win. And there's another international there called Huya Mal, um, which Adrian Bott and Gay Waterhouse went to Europe and bought for two million dollars. And this horse will stay all day. He might be a little bit underdone, but on a good surface, a double-figure odds, he can run a nice race. And there's one right down the bottom too, the 24 Realm of Flowers for the Freedmen. That was uh, one of Andrew Ramsden over here, qualified for the Cup last year, got a knee infection, um, has run a couple of really nice thirds in the lead-up to this. Bred to, to run the trip. No dramas running 3,300 metres. Gets in at 50 kilos. So if you were having your little nibbles on horses at double-figure odds, I think the suggested bets would be Montefilia, Huyamal or Realm of Flowers. But I am tipping Doville Legend on top. But I'm all about tipping people into making money and sometimes backing the favourite in a race like this. If you back outside of him and you see the favourite bolt in by five lengths, sometimes you just have to wear that because you're not getting great value to take that risk for him to go through. Hey, just a left-field question. You talked about weight, and that's that, that obviously comes down to the jockey themselves. How can a jockey affect a race, uh, negatively or positively? Oh, in, in both ways, more than one. I mean, they're under more pressure than anyone at the moment. We've seen some of the international jockeys that have rolled up here, and I, I heard someone describe um, the analogy of saying it's like getting a, a test batsman to go and plonk into an international team, walk straight in at three, and they, and they haven't played in that country or with that team, you know, for six months. So we saw some of the international jockeys really put in some terrible, terrible rides on Derby Day, and and uh, they were under the spotlight. But, I mean, then you get a jockey, you get jockeys like Jamie Carr and James McDonald that are just giving horses absolute peach runs at the moment. And, uh, and when you're winning by sort of half a nose or a short half head or even a long neck, um, a jockey's decision can make all the difference. So they're the one main variable that if your horse isn't in the right spot, it can't win. So they've got a lot of decisions to make. Uh, and they've got plenty of time to do it too, right about three minutes and uh, 15 or 20-odd seconds. So um, they've got to make the right one, especially in a race like this, because you make one mistake in the Melbourne Cup, 
and it is all over. Okay, so one final thing for you just to remind people about, right? So barrier 18, never produced a winner, right? The horse number 18 has only ever won once. That was 1932 on Peter Pan. And uh, so number 18 this year is Lunar Fair, Flair, and it's drawn a barrier that has also never produced a winner. It's barrier 12, so steer clear of that. All right? Well, Luna Flair, Luna Flair, I will give you, this is breaking news, in the last six or seven minutes has been scratched from the Melbourne Cup. See, so there you go. Yeah. The- and there you, look at that. There's the stats right there for you, Stephen. <laughs> you, 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 you want to talk about the good oil, I should have rung you, and you could have told me. <laughs> and then we would have needed to run down and get it off the tra- off the track, but it just down here. So, Mo, yeah, Mo, literally out of the Melbourne Cup. Miles, you're a good man. Have a great call today, pal. No, thank you very much, mate. And uh, hopefully everyone in New Zealand listening via SEN track on the app because we've got an unbelievable call team lined up. Cam Luke, David Taggart, uh, Josh Jenkins, uh, Campbell Brown's chiming in, Jared Whateley, he's just sat down here. Gareth Hall and myself will all be chiming in throughout the day. So look forward to entertaining our friends over in the land of the long white player. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.